but I'm glad to be here. It's good to be back again in God's house. And I know how it is sometimes. Some of us had to drag ourselves here today. It's all over your face. We all have those days, even on Sundays. But you know, you have to look at the good. You could have been getting rushed to the ER this morning. Somebody could have had you on a gurney. Your eyes closed, don't even know who you are. Or you just could have been dead today. But God gave us an opportunity to get everything that was wrong right. I don't know about you, but I need the blood of Jesus. Matter of fact, I do know about you without knowing about you. You need the blood of Jesus too. We all need the blood of Jesus. I feel great today. Do I have some complaints? I can think of some. Am I going to think of some and just give it out to y'all, let y'all know what I'm going through? Nope. You know why? Because I can truly say that my blessings outweigh my problems. As a matter of fact, I'm happy. I'm, I mean, I'm real happy. If I wasn't too old, I may jump up and down a little bit. But you know, you get older, you may hurt something. But it's good to be here. You know, when you just stop and think about all the things that you go through in life, you know, uh, we see so many things and we go uh, through so many things. And some things we have no uh, other choice but to go through because they are just uh, facts of life. Uh, but God is good and he's faithful. And, and, you know, whenever you feel like you're dragging, you ought to just look to God and say, Lord, give me the strength to just keep on moving with a positive attitude. That's what it's all about. I want to talk to you today about a very touchy subject. Look like I've been doing that lately. I want to talk to you about are we on the same page? Are we on the same page? You know, one of the toughest sermons or subjects that I have preached on in the church is baptism. And it's not that it's hard to understand. It's that people don't want to accept what the Bible says. Now I understand the challenge because we have been taught many things. When it comes to God, we need to forget what we heard and we need to locate it in the word. Can we touch and agree on that? Now before I get to the meat of my message, let me say this. None of us in here or out there have special privileges with God. Nice dream, but it's time to wake up. He loves all of us. So just think that God has a special relationship with you. God knows my heart. He knows all of our hearts. And you know, that can be a bittersweet thing. 
if he didn't really know our hearts, we may be able to fool him. But because he does knows our hearts, we can't even lie to him. And if we do, he knows that we're lying. It may appear that we have a special edge with God. But I want you to know today, Lansing, that is a trick of the enemy. God is just good. You know, um, I consider myself cool. You do too. Lots of swag. But I found myself crying uncontrollably. Meaning that I didn't ask myself to cry. Most of the time I have to schedule time if I want to cry. But I was crying because God has blessed me so much I didn't even understand why. I knew I didn't do anything to deserve it. But he did it anyway. But I can't let that drive me to the conclusion that God must got me somewhere where I can be disobedient. I can do what I want to do. And we still good like that. That ain't true. He's just letting me know I love you more than you love yourself. God is not partial when it comes to salvation. So what you have to do to be saved, guess what? I have to do it too. God blesses the holy and the whoremonger. He's just a good God. Sometimes we say, well, I know God is with me because he's blessed me to go through a lot of things. And I agree, God can be with us, although we may not be uh, obedient like we're supposed to. But we can't take his grace for granted. When God does something for your life and you know that you had put yourself in a position to be destroyed, you better get on your knees and say, Lord, I thank you. It ain't because I'm so great. It's because you are so great. I remember one time I was somewhere drinking. I'm going to get to my message. I just thought I'd relate to y'all a little bit right now. I was somewhere drinking and I was, um, I had just really got hired at uh, one of uh, my, my company that I retired from. And um, I was driving a, a brand new car. It was a blue Z24, but to me it was a Porsche. You know what I'm saying? Yep, I was styling and profiling. And I was, I was drinking over a, a relative's house and um, that I would keep their name anonymous. We were drinking to have a good time and they fed me. You may know this story, Jeff. <laughs> anyway, they fed me. And I remember I was riding. I was, at the time, I was living with my parents. And I was on my way to South Holland. That's where my parents were living at the time. And I was on my way home. And uh, they had a, a roadblock. Y'all know those? When you see them lights, that's bad news. It ain't Christmas time. I said, oh, boy, I can't bag up. I had to make a split decision. I said, now, if I stop and turn around, they're going to come after me. So I said, but maybe what they'll do, you know, sometimes they'll take every third car or every fourth car. This night, <laughs> hey, 
car that came past was going in. And you know the unique thing about it? They set it up right next to the police station. So they didn't even have to bring the meat wagon to come get you. I remember getting out. And uh, the police officer walked up to my car. He said, have you been drinking tonight? Of course I told the truth. No, sir. <laughs> he said, no, you haven't been drinking? He said, well, why do you have this empty bottle of MGD in your back seat? Now, to my credit, I was not drinking and driving. I was chilling in somebody's driveway and I was drinking on a brew. Now, it was in the summertime, so the police knew that the bottle was warm. He knew I didn't just get through drinking it, but he wanted to just make sure. So then he said, well, you got open licking in, in the car because I, I think I had, a, I had a couple of more beers in there. You know, you don't leave your beers where you're drinking. You take those home for tomorrow. So he said, I'll tell you what. If you pass this breathalyzer test, you can go home. Now, even when you ain't religious, you start praying. Lord, if it be thy will. I remember they took me in the station. They took me in the station and he told me, uh, he said, uh, you know, your, your, your car is clean and uh, it was new. You know, he said, your car is clean. And he said, he was looking at, he said, you got a nice little build on you. I said, yes, sir. I said, that's because, sir, I've been working out and I've been going to school and, and I've been uh, working at my job. You know, I, I'm throwing all this stuff. He, he wasn't interested in none of that. We get into the police station, and he pulls out this portable uh, whatchamajigam. Uh, some of you all have seen it before. It had a red light, a yellow light, and a green light. All I can think of, I want my mama. That's all I could think of at the time. I want my mama. Where's my mama? So, now I know I had been drinking, and I know I was turning up. He said, blow in it. I said, okay. <laughs> I was making a lot of noise with my mouth. I wasn't completely blowing it out. <laughs> he said, blow hard. I said, <gasps> <laughs> this is a true story. The light turned yellow. He said, well, I said, if you pass it, I'll let you go. Go home. I said, "Woo! thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I got in my car, and he told me, he said, you go straight home. I said, you ain't never said nothing. <laughs> I'm going straight home. But the point is, I still don't know how I passed that test. And I called Jeff, and he said, maybe it was those hamburgers, because I told him I had been eating some greasy hamburgers. He said, and he got philosophical and scientific. I mean, well, the grease from the hamburger, what it does is it soaks up. I don't know. I don't know how I did it, but I passed it. But here's the point. I couldn't walk away from that incident and say, whew, I outsmarted the popo. 
I'm the man. No, I got to say, Lord, I thank you because I know had not it been for you, I would be in trouble. I just want you to know that God is good. I want us all to be on the same page. I want all of us to be saved. What are we here for? I mean, there are a lot of places we can be this morning. But we're here in the house of God, worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Some of us need to answer the question today. Do I need to get baptized? And some of us need to answer, do I need to get baptized again? Now, I want you to know that the Bible teaches in the book of Acts, the 10th chapter, the 34th verse, that God is not partial. He is no respect of persons. So that means we all need to do the same thing. How did all this happen? People started to interpret the word of God the way they wanted it to. They wanted it to be a certain way, so they just interpreted the word of God that way. People would even do it today. I'm going to give you a couple examples. And, and some folk just made up some things. And keep in mind, when I talk about this, I'm not downing these individuals. Maybe they did the best that they could. But there is a such thing called ignorance. If I stick my hand on a 220-volt wire coming into the building here, whether I'm ignorant of what electricity does or not, it's going to pop me. So we cannot continue to ride on the train of ignorance. Someone said, ignorance is bliss. And I say, until it comes to God and the word of God. Because he wants us to have knowledge. I have an audience full of intelligent individuals. It's a pleasure to come to teach you because if you're truly striving to go to heaven, even if you are not ready to commit to God, at least be empowered with the knowledge to know what you need to do when you make up your mind to come. Now, it doesn't mean that you have a guaranteed uh, space in heaven. It doesn't mean that God is going to wait on you. But all I'm saying is, you know, you know, we all come to Christ at different times in our lives. But now that we are older and more mature, we should be ready to give God our lives. You know, I was thinking just the other day, I've made all kind of plans. But the plan that I need to start working on now is my eternal life plan. Because that plan is going to be next up. Think about it. No matter what you accomplish in life, if you end up being lost, what have you accomplished? Jesus said, what does it profit a man? If he gain the whole world and lose his soul. He didn't even say the lottery. He said the whole world. But sometimes we just go according to what we heard because Bishop told us, Pastor told us, Minister told us, you know, whom, whomever told us. Grandma told me. I'm going to give you a couple examples. What type of fruit did Adam and Eve eat off the tree? Holler it out to me. Apple. Where that at in the Bible? Where is that? Did you ever read that they ate an apple? But guess what? You know why somebody said apple? And thank you for that answer. Because somebody told them that. We 85 years old still saying, I wonder what is a gala apple or Fuji apple. 
a delicious red apple? Bible didn't say it. Now I'm going to give you another one. You ready for this one? People were mocking and laughing at Noah before the flood came. He was building the ark. Y'all remember that, right? And they started banging on the door when the flood came because they wanted to get in because it wasn't funny anymore. You remember that? No, you don't. No, you don't. Where you read that at? Why y'all looking at me like that? If you find it before church is over, give it to me. That's what people said. Doesn't agree with the Bible. Now, we may extrapolate and we may infer and say, well, it had to be that. But you, but you know what? Let me tell you something. When that ark rose up on that water, nobody was going to be able to knock on that door anyway. You know why? The water was too high. The water went over the mountaintops. And y'all know how it is. If, first of all, most of us in here can't even swim. So if the ark is down the street and it's flooded, you're going to be too scared to go down there to knock on anything. My whole point is I made these two examples because we've heard these stories, but they're not founded in the Bible. They're not in the Bible. So what does it mean? It means that the reason why we continue to propagate these messages, and we're not trying to do anything wrong, right? We're trying to speak truth. But the reason why we uh, uh, propagate these messages to other people and other folk are because someone told us, they told us about this, we heard it, we remembered it, and now we're regurgitating it. But the truth of the matter is it doesn't have a good foundation in the Bible. So we have all heard some untruths. Now let's see what the Bible says. Here's my point today. Let me tell you what my objective is. I called Marvin early this morning. He's supposed to be coming in here about 12.30. And he's going to get the pool hot. Because I told him somebody in here needs to get in it. We all need to be walking by the same route. Otherwise, there's the vision. And I'm going to tell you something. God does not agree with the vision. So we are supposed to be walk by the same rule. So, so let's get to it. The Bible teaches in Matthew. Go over to Matthew. Matthew chapter number 15. And I'm going to go kind of fast through this for the sake of time. You guys only give me like two and a half hours on a Sunday. So I need to make sure that I finish up. Matthew chapter number 15, verse number 8. Jesus said, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain, they worship me. Why, Lord? Teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. So if we're worshiping God the way we want to worship him versus the way it's written in the Bible, we're probably going by some type of tradition. Or we're going by some type of something that someone passed down to us and told us that it was okay to do. And I understand how that is. Some of us, we have um, uh, old home remedies. And uh, you won't really find it on WebMD, but, you know, we'll pass it down to our children and tell them to do the same thing. We're not trying to hurt them 
It's just something that our mother and her mother and her mother may have done to pass down to them. But Jesus said, when we're not worshiping the right way, we're worshiping in vain. When we worship in vain, that means it's all for nothing. Let's drop down to verse number 13. He answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Doesn't matter who put it there. If, 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 if God did not condone it, it's got to come up. Folk can say, but look, you don't understand. My grandma was in this for 80 years. And her mama was in it for 70. I'm not going to talk about your grandma. And I'm not going to talk about her. I'm talking about you today. Let God deal with them. Because he's going to deal with you as well. I get it. I do get it. But this is what you got to understand. People did the best that they could do. But when you grow and mature. And you can learn more. But thus says the Lord, when you know better, you do better. You don't keep doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting to get different results. You just have to do something different. He said, my father, he, if he didn't plant it, it's going to be rooted up. So it doesn't matter who put it there. If it wasn't heaven, if it didn't come from heaven, it ain't nothing. Look at the next verse. He said, leave them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall in a ditch. If you're, falling, if you're following behind somebody who does not know what they are talking about, not only are they going to fall in a ditch, they're going to fall, and guess what? You're going to be right behind them. But we're empowered. We're educated. You don't have to have a degree to understand this. It's written. You can see it. There are three words that we need to stop saying when it comes to doctrine. It doesn't matter. Let's stop saying that today. Let's stop it. Let me tell you why. God already told us my thoughts are not like your thoughts. So why would I think for God? I have a hard time thinking for myself. As many times as we've been in Burger King and McDonald's, we still can't even figure out what we want. We get in there, let me see. The menu is the same. You are, <laughs> but you're going to think for God. I'm getting somewhere. Well, you know, it doesn't matter because the Lord loves everybody. He won't do nothing to nobody. God is love. Not only did he say my thoughts are different, he said, but my ways Y'all look, look over there. You see him? Didn't I tell you he was coming? Oh, we serious about this. We serious about this. This is real. I need somebody to get in here. If you are intelligent, if you can hear, listen to it. It's not about Lavelle. Because let me tell you, let me keep it 100. I want to be saved. I want to go to heaven. And I'm going to tell you something. If I'm teaching a false doctrine right now, I will stop what I'm teaching and go the right way. Why? Because I want to be saved. It ain't about me. It's all about Jesus. The Bible teaches us that the blind, if they lead the blind, 
They're both going to fall into the ditch. Let's go over to Matthew chapter number 24. Just a few pages. Matthew chapter number 24, verse number 35. The Bible says, heaven and earth will pass away. Jesus said, but my words will by no means pass away. So you know what this means? Whatever God put down from the very beginning, whatever God says, that's it. Brother Bell, this is 2019. I know what year it is. Well, when God said that, that was a long time ago. Do you think that a person who can create the world, the whole world in six days was so short-sighted that they couldn't see 2019, although they made it? Don't tell me that was back then. All that was back then. If we throw away part of the Bible, how about this? Let's throw the whole Bible away. It's got to be all or nothing. Are y'all getting there? Matthew chapter 24. You saw verse number 35. I want you to look at verse number 36. The Bible says, but of that day, an hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my heavenly, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the son of the man, the son of man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And did not know until the flood came. Y'all see this? And took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. In other words, the Bible is letting us know folk were kicking it even back then during Noah's time. But it did not prevent God from executing his plan. God knew that it was going to flood, and whether they were prepared or not, the flood came. So what the Bible is letting us know now, this came all of a sudden. And that's how Jesus is going to come. So what am I saying? And this is what I'm saying. So if you found out that you were wrong, the time to try to get it right ain't when Jesus comes. Because that's going to be too quick. Before you know it, you're going to be judged and gone. You understand what I'm saying? The time to get it right is right now. And this is a great day because the weather hasn't even started getting real cold yet. You know what I'm saying? You can go get baptized and don't walk out of here an icicle. You know what I mean? This is a great day to get baptized in the Lord. A am I right, Sean? Amen. Are you agreeing with me, Joe? Now, some of us, we got baptized when we were young. We got baptized for the crackers and the juice. Keep it 100. I remember that. I remember sitting in the pew looking at the juice. The juice had like, like a little condensation, if you will. On the trays, I wanted some of that juice. And you know what made it worse? When, uh, let's say Jeff is not baptized. Now, this was back in the day. And say Sean was baptized. You didn't hand the tray to Jeff so he can pass it to Sean. They made it clear you weren't baptized. <laughs> Am I right? You couldn't even touch the tray. So a lot of people, because they couldn't touch it, just like, Eve in the garden couldn't touch the tree. A lot of people, because they couldn't touch it unless they were baptized, you know what they said? I want to be baptized. They said, for what? For remission of my sins. They didn't know what remission meant. I'm just giving it 100. Let's move a little further. Jesus said in Matthew chapter number 16, verse number 18, he said that he was going to build his church. 
It is a documented fact that Jesus is the builder and the founder and the purchaser of his church. It is also a fact that Jesus did not build a Baptist church. Neither was he a Baptist. Jesus did not build a Catholic church. Neither was he a Catholic. Jesus did not build a Mormon church or a Lutheran church because he was neither Mormon nor Lutheran. But Jesus built his church, which was the church of Christ. It was the church of Christ by ownership. Now, somebody thinking, well, show me the scripture where it says it wasn't a Baptist church. Well, here's the thing. I got one better than that. Just show me why you call yourself a Baptist. And this is not picking on people. Listen, you we got to get out of that. Why well, I'm mad. Listen, stop being like that. If you take a receipt to the store and they say that you can return your merchandise or get your money back within 30 days. And it's been three days. If they come and tell you, well, my mama said we shouldn't let you return this. What you going to say? Skip your mama. I got my written receipt. It's written. Are y'all understanding me? If you sign a contract and the contract is in your favor, depending upon how much money is involved, you will take it to court so that you can be adjudicated. Are y'all with me today? This is a contract. This is written. Whatever is in the word of God, we have to line up with it. I love people in the Baptist church. I love Catholics. I ain't got nothing against nobody. All I'm saying is, let's just keep it real. If you are a Catholic, show me one. I ain't asking for two. One person in the Bible that was a Catholic. If you're a Baptist, I ain't picking on you. I feel like you're picking on me. Because you got a name that you're trying to get me to respect that I cannot find in the Bible. Show me one Baptist and I give you a clue. It ain't John. He's a baptized. Can we understand this? I have an intelligent church. I'm so sick and tired of people saying, well, that's why I don't like going to church. We always talk about what's right, what's wrong. Hey, what's the point of us being here? I don't understand. When you go to the doctor, do you want a doctor to say, well, I don't really know if I should take your spleen out or your kidneys or just give you some medicine that I don't know about. Now, ain't nobody ever took this medicine before, and it hasn't been approved by the FDA. Tell you what, just take this when you get home. How you gonna feel about that? But, but guess what? We don't like that, right? But then somebody come to you and say, it doesn't matter. The Lord loves you. Now, go ahead and live your entire life like this, and trust that when God come back, he's gonna save you. You know what we say? Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. We care more about our health than our soul. And I'm going to tell you something. Your health can fail you and you can die. But if you're in Jesus, hello, that's the best blessing that could ever happen to you while you are alive on earth. Again, I'm not condemning religions. I am just merely saying that they are not found in the Bible. That's all I'm saying. And if I'm wrong, you can... You can stop me at any point. I ain't going to get embarrassed. I'm going to be enriched. But let me tell you, <laughs> if you stop me and it ain't in there, then we're going to have to go a little deeper, right? Because don't lie. 
to everybody. See, one thing I know is this. I don't like nobody getting up in the pulpit lying to my people. I'd rather you get up here and don't say nothing. Just get up here and say praise God and keep on walking. Don't lie to the people. And, and think about this. If the Bible is a book of instructions before leaving earth, why are we arguing with what's written? Let me keep going. The Bible teaches us in John chapter 5 and verse number 39. It teaches us to search the scripture. I'm not going to go through all of these. Write them down. You know, because I, 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 I don't want to take up a whole bunch of time because uh, the, the pool is uh, filling up. And we need to get some folk in there. The Bible teaches us in 2 Timothy 2 and 15 to study, to show yourself approved. In other words, quit letting people tell you anything. You know, folk uh, pee on somebody's head and convince them that it's raining yellow water. That ain't no yellow water. You're peeing on top of my head. And it's a fight. I'm trying to get you to understand that this is so important. I don't understand why people read the Bible and say they live it for God and they can't even find nobody in the Bible that looks like them. It doesn't matter. Who said it? Why we always got to talk about that? Let's talk about heaven. If you don't get this right, you don't need to know nothing about heaven. So what is it? I met a woman not long ago who introduced me to something that I had never seen in the Bible before. I said, what you say? <laughs> I forget the young lady's name and I wouldn't call it if I knew it because she may be watching me on YouTube right now. She said, you're the minister here. I said, yes, ma'am, I am. She said, well, I'm Apostle Sheila. Now, she, she was high up. You know why? She's so high, I never saw a woman apostle in the Bible. So that means that she's so high, she's higher than the word. Now, there's some people out there saying, look, look, my cousin an apostle. I don't know what he's talking about. No, your cousin is not an apostle. Your cousin is an imposter. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Amen. See, what I'm saying is, at least find one woman apostle in the Bible. One. Then maybe I believe you may possibly, kind of, maybe. Now, I ain't going to believe that either. No, I ain't. It's just me lying. Because we don't even need apostles and prophets now. The church has been established. The foundation has been laid. You know, and it gets to me when folk come to me. I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm Prophet Lewis. Oh, boy, I see the anointing all over you. Look at you. You're hot. Look at you. You're hot. I don't need none of that. I'm in. I'm in. It's better than Verizon. I have the Holy Spirit. Anything that God wants to lead me to, he'll lead me to. That's why we have so many phony preachers today. Because the Bible teaches us that they're supposed to be sent. But a whole bunch of folk just went. Uh, Y'all ain't understanding this. See, when you are called by God, and it's not saying I'm perfect. Y'all know me. I told you about my sweat. I told you who I was. Ain't no shame in my game. I kicked it. I did it. I was embarrassed to put my name on the church, but I'm just telling you, this is who I am. But I also got sense. I know what the word of God says. I got to line up with it. 
doesn't matter who my mom or my daddy is. doesn't matter how long I've been in the church. Some of us have been in the church for 30 years, and we truly don't even know why we got baptized. But we don't like sermons like this. We like these. God is going to do something right now. Oh, I see a blessing right now coming your way. God is going to do that thing that you've been asking God to do for two, three years. God is about to make that manifest in your life right now. Oh, hallelujah. God is going to. If you want money, go get a job. You understand what I'm saying? Go get a job. Work. The Bible says you don't work. You don't eat. Some of y'all thought James Brown made that up, but he didn't. I'm letting you know. We got to go what the word of God says. Now, now, now. You ready for this? One of the biggest things that we talk about is music in the church. And we talk about it because folks say, well, the Bible doesn't say don't play music. It doesn't. It also doesn't say don't smoke crack. But it teaches us to keep our temple holy. Now. People say, well, do you think God has anything against music? Do you think God will, will, will be, uh, uh, he won't be satisfied if I play music in the church? I can't really comment on that. I really can't because I have no scripture to hold on to. But what I can tell you, see, I'm not a minister who ministers to people about what's not in the Bible. I got to talk to you about what's in the Bible because that's my only foundation. What I can tell you is that in Ephesians 5 and 19 and in Colossians 3 and 15, the Bible and through 16, the Bible teaches us that we are to sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in our heart to the Lord. The Bible says to sing. Now, if we bring in instruments, is that wrong? I, I can't comment on that. Why? Because it's not written in the Bible. But I got a good question. Now, you know that it does not say don't play music. And since the Bible is a book of instructions, where were you instructed to play music? See, don't let, see, see you're not going to make me hunt through the Bible. Find me one scripture that it says don't do it. No, you just find me one that it says does. Because if you're doing it, you had to get it from somewhere. If you didn't get it from the Bible, where did you get it from? Is this making sense? Y'all got to believe me when I tell you this. If I could find music in the church, in the Bible, we would have a full band. We would. I'm, hit, I'm, I'm playing the drums because I, I can do a little bit on them drums. I'm playing the drums. I get up and do my thing. Why? I love music. You know, I, I, I love music. I mean, music is a part of me. I mean, so what I'm saying is I'm not against music, but when it comes to worship, guess what? We sing it all the time. Just forget about yourself, right? And magnify the Lord and what? And worship him. I got to forget about me. You know, maybe when uh, Jeff and Sean up sing, I said, man, if we had somebody, boom, 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 bang, bang, boom, 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 bang, bang, maybe it would sound better. But guess what? That's my preference. Ain't got nothing to do with God. I love the bass guitar. Something about the bass guitar. I love the bass like this. You know, I love that. I do. But I can't find it in the Bible. So folks come and say, y'all born. Why? Because y'all do stuff that God didn't tell y'all to do. We, don't, we, we, we do stuff that God didn't tell us to do? Well, what do you mean we do stuff that God didn't tell us to do? God said, make a joyful noise to the Lord. God teaches us in the book of Psalms where we're supposed to praise him with the cymbals and, and, and praise him with the drums and the heart. Hey, that has nothing to do with the church. 
That was before Jesus came in the flesh. So we're not doing things that God didn't say do. We're, we, we are just following the acts of the apostles. So to say that we should be playing music and we're not playing music, don't say that we are going outside of the word of God because we're not. If musical instruments were played in Corinth, Galatia, Thessalonica, Colossae, any, anywhere, I would have them here. It's not that we can't afford musical instruments. It's just not in the Bible. Then somebody said, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 3 and 2 and 1 Timothy uh, 3 and 12, it talks about the elder, it talks about the deacon. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. A woman will never satisfy the criteria to become an elder or a deacon. Well, my name is Elder Sheila. Maybe it is. Maybe Elder is your first name and Sheila is your last name. All I'm saying is this. The Bible says that the elder needs to be the husband of one wife. Same with the deacon. He needs to have a wife. What I'm saying is you can't take the Bible and switch it around. Well, I'm a deaconess. All right. How do you want to put it? Where's your qualifications? Show me the qualification of a deacon is. And, and I'm going to tell you something. The best that a woman can do in the church is to obey what God told her to do. Amen. That's it. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't need to make up nothing. And let me tell you something. People think that it makes them powerful because they're in a pulpit. It does not. You want to be powerful? Live right. Amen. Live right. That's powerful. Am I right? It doesn't make you powerful because you can preach a word. You know, there can be preachers that stand up in the pulpit who don't even believe in God, but they got a good speech. They're very persuasive. That means nothing. Then somebody said, well, Brother Kinsey, I know I'm saved. Because it all happened. They said, last night a DJ saved my life. I was at a club, and right before the last tune that they played, y'all know that last call for alcohol, you know what it is. They played a gospel cut. Something like by Kurt Franklin. Do, 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 do. And you heard that. And you said, why am I here getting drunk? About to go home with a girl. You know what? Lord Jesus, come to my life in the name of Jesus. I believe you. I receive you in my soul. I receive you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I'm a new convert. Okay. I will agree with the sinner's prayer if you show me where it's at. I want to say it too. How are you going to say that you said the sinner's prayer and was saved and the sinner's prayer is nowhere found in the Bible. But we can take that same argument that we took by music. Well, it don't say that you can't say the sinner's prayer and be saved. What are we doing? Are we trying to bring God in our mess? 
You know, one of the reasons why Burger King has the slogan that it has now is because a lot of folks just didn't want a plain hamburger. They wanted it their way. So Burger King said, look, you can have that Whopper your way. Because they know that we'll sell more burgers if you can get it the way you want it. But guess what? Churches will grow. Audiences will get bigger if you can have it the way you want it. What is the sinner's prayer? Who was ever saved by the sinner's prayer? Well, you know, the, the thief on the cross, he told Jesus, you know, to remember me. Uh, and Jesus said, uh, today thou will be with me in paradise. Did you ever read that, Brother Ken? I did, a couple of times. First of all, Jesus didn't even go to heaven then. Because you remember when he rose, he said, hey, don't even touch me because I have not yet ascended to my father. So we know he didn't go that in. The other thing, did the, did the thief even ask to be saved? He said, remember me. I'm going to remember you. Not only that. That was before Jesus died. So the baptism for the, re, baptism for the remission of sins was not even really instituted at that time because there has to be the death of the testator. Which is Jesus. So yes, if Jesus wanted to save him, of course he could have. But you can't use an example that was before Jesus died, was buried, and rose. So that's invalid. Well, who else do you know just said, remember me, and then they would just save? All these scriptures in the Bible where folk were baptized, and folks say, you don't have to be baptized. You know, I was talking to my son. He's looking at me like, oh, daddy, call my name. Put the, put the, put the. Yeah, I kind of got him there. I was talking to my son this morning, and, and, and I talked to him about this. Again, he's, he goes to a Christian school, and, and um, he said his Bible teacher, and his Bible teacher, very impressive resume. But he teaches that baptism is not necessary. So it goes to show you, it doesn't matter how many degrees you have. Now, I teach my son the word. Baptism is necessary. Now, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. But if you want to do it like God says to do it, you must be baptized. I don't know what people got against getting in the water. But it's necessary. Let's turn over to Acts chapter 2. I'm almost out of here. I'm almost out of here. Jeff, are you soaking all this up? Jeff said he got it. Boy, just wait till he get to work tomorrow. He can say, Jesus said. <laughs> yeah, I bet he's going to do that. Acts chapter number 2, verse number 38. The Bible says, then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. It gets good up. If you go to 41, the Bible says, then those who gladly received his word, everybody ain't going to receive it. Some folk going to go back home the same way they showed up. But it says that those that gladly received the word, they were what? I don't know why they were baptized if it wasn't necessary. Now, let me tell you why I know it was necessary. It says they were baptized, and that day about how many? 3,000 souls were added to them. Peter preached one message. 
and got 3,000 souls. If baptism wasn't necessary, why all those people get baptized? He preached one message, got 3,000 souls. I've preached 3,000 messages and got one soul. <laughs> it gets good up. Slide down to verse number 42. After you are baptized, look what the Bible says. And they what? Continued. How? Steadfastly. Where? In the apostles' doctrine. You, 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 and fellowship. That means that the teachings that the apostles taught, which were, the teachings were from Jesus. He taught the people. They taught the people. And the teachings that they taught, they continued in those teachings. So it's not like they got baptized and folks said, hey, I'm going to be Catholic. All right. I'll see y'all later. Hey, you still my brother, though. You know? Hey, these people said, we're going to be Baptists, but we're still cool. They didn't do that. They didn't break off. Now, let me tell you this. You ready for this? Come close and listen. Why do you think denominations have a name other than Christian? Because they want you to know I'm not the church or a part of the church that you read about in the Bible. Y'all didn't get this. Because if we all the same, then we should be all called the same. Which is what? Acts eleven twenty six. Christians. But why you got to be a Mormon Christian? And you got to be a Catholic Christian. And you got to be a Jehovah Witness Christian. Okay. So you know what this says? You have different practices. How do I know? Because you're called different names. And guess what you do have in common? Ain't none of you found in the Bible. So you know what that means? You can do whatever you want to do in that church. Why? Because there are no rules. Now, here's another thing. The creed. A church doesn't need a creed. Church has a Bible. They have the word of God. So when a church has a creed, they're letting you know, we, yeah, we'll go by the Bible. But here's some things that the Bible didn't say. But we believe, blah, 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 blah. Why would you listen to somebody who need to go to God on, them, on their own selves, tell you what you need to do to be saved, and you can't find it? You know, and, and it's not to pick on Catholicism, and if anybody get offended, please forgive me. I apologize, because truly, this is not what I'm trying to say. But... You know those people, Father, I've sinned. And you talk to a man behind the booth who just got through molesting the dude. Now, I'm not, I ain't trying to throw shade, but I'm just telling you what's 100. How is it that you calling somebody Father? And Jesus said, call no man Father. Now, here it is. You calling somebody Father who actually is a sinner. But why is that? Because folk don't know no better. I, I asked him to forgive me. Why are you asking a man to forgive you of your sins? He didn't die for you. Jesus died for you. I got I to gotta, gotta move on. I got to move on. I had a, I'm calling the scriptures out, but um, you guys read it because 
But we can't read all of them because it, it'll take just a little bit longer. Now, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop. Because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm about to do something. Let me put it like this. There are no instrumental music scriptures in the Bible. Men conduct the entire service. There are no women preachers, no women elders, deacons, no women apostles or women prophets. There are no men apostles or prophets. Yes, there were in the early days of the church, but now uh, we don't have them because we have teachers and we have preachers. Worship consists of singing, praying, teaching, preaching, communion, and giving every Sunday. Now, giving is one thing we all agree on. Folk may not commune every Sunday, but they're going to pass that tray every Sunday. The Bible is our complete guide. We don't have a creed. Uh, we believe in water baptism is necessary for salvation. Um, I'm going to show you something. Um, can I just call a couple more scriptures? Let's go to Acts. Chapter number eight. And I promise you I'll be out of here in a few minutes. I just want to show you this because, again, y'all, listen, we need, to, we, we need to get back to some normalcy. Quit letting people teach us stuff that ain't even in the Bible. At least show me in the Bible. I can accept it more if we just interpreted the scripture differently. But we're talking about stuff that ain't even there. And you're telling me to believe it. That's actually insulting my intelligence. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Acts chapter number 8, verse number 30. The Bible says, so Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. So he started talking to him. Go down to verse number 34. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does this prophet say this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from what? Why did he have to do that? Why couldn't he just say, hey, I believe, and he just went on by his merry way? But he was baptized. Why? Because baptism is necessary. And let me say this. Someone called me, and they said, hey, I want to bring my child in so you can Christian my child. And, 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 and it was no big deal because I understand. Some folk don't understand. Why are you pouring water on that baby? To do what? Save their soul? We baptize believers. What does a four-month-old believe? Matter of fact, they don't even believe in you at that point. You, gotta they, you have to convince them that you're going to continue to give them that bottle on a consistent basis. Because if not, you know I'm telling the truth. These kids, when they're young, they got a certain cry. But when they feel like you ain't hearing them, they go up by three actors. I said, ah, give me what I need. They, like, they want to make sure you're on the same page. Are y'all hearing me? You're bringing a kid in to throw water. I baptize you in the name of the Father. The Son. And the Holy Spirit. 
what you doing? Well, it's all about the Pope. Just in case folk didn't read the news, the Pope is dead. And he didn't die for your sins. I watched a special on TV. It said that the Pope's writing are infallible. How can an imperfect man write perfect? I'm going to keep going. What about children? Little children. Who wants to get baptized? Well, if they can't satisfy the criteria of baptism, meaning hear the word and then believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, repent of their sins, confess his, his name, how are they going to be candidates for baptism? Go on up there, baby, get baptized, give your life to the Lord. That kid chances of making it to heaven are way more better than yours. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? They don't even understand. All of this stuff happens for what reason? We're getting somewhere. The Bible says the Ethiopian eunuch was baptized. Let's, was baptized. Let's go to Acts chapter 8, verse number 5. I just want to just give uh, two more examples. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitude with one accord, heeding the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Let's drop down just a little bit. Number 12. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were what? Let's go over to Acts chapter number 16. And I'm going to get out of here like vapor. Acts chapter number 16. Verse number 25. The Bible says, But at midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. We know, I just went here so we can know uh, who these individuals were, and I wanted to show you uh, what time it was. Let's drop down to verse number 28. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. Look at 33. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and immediately he and all his family were what? We talking about midnight. If it ain't necessary, why you got to do it then? Let's wait until the sun comes up. It lets you know that it was a pressing need. I'm going to stop. I'm going to say a couple of more things. I am so happy that our messages go all over the world. And I'm so happy that we have a virtual audience. Thank you. I want to say this. And I want to say this more and more. If you left the Lord's church, come back. Don't let what folk did in the church cause you to lose your soul. Come back. I understand it. One couple. 
Folk are arguing, should we drink out of one communion cup versus having a tray? Get over it. That's foolishness. I don't hear nobody arguing when the Bible says that Paul preached at midnight. I don't hear nobody saying every church should get out at midnight. One cup versus a tray of cups. So then they split the church. We got the one cuppers and the tray of cups. I don't mind drinking out of one cup. I'm going first. <laughs> then we got people talking about eating in the church. Well, you, you, you go to a church where y'all eat? Yes, sir. All kind of stuff too. Catfish, chicken wings, greens. Folk got to understand this is a building. If you were to follow me home, that's still the church. Get over it. They ostracize people. That one cup stuff, the stuff talking about people can't eat in the church. Quit that. Quit going against the doctrine of Jesus. Repent and be baptized. Live happily ever after. Enjoy the grace of God. Quit arguing over chicken wings. It amazes me how people will talk about eating in the church, but they'll sell catfish dinners to raise money. They say, just don't eat it here. When we were building onto the building, somebody came here. You remember this. They asked, uh, what y'all building the kitchen for? Show me in the Bible where they ever built a kitchen. I said, show me in the Bible where they ever had a bathroom. Maybe you should have an outhouse. Here's my point. You say you want to help somebody, but they come to your congregation and you ain't even got nothing, nowhere to feed them. Really? So then you'll say, well, we shouldn't eat here. We're going to go down the street and eat with a bunch of sinners. I remember when I first came here, we used to do what they call a sing-along. Churches from all over would come just to sing. You remember that, Jeff? And they said, listen, we're going to have finger foods because a lot of these people don't believe in eating in the church and we don't want them to smell what we have. I got up, I said, listen, bring your black eyed peas, your cornbread, and everything else. If you don't believe in eating in the church, don't come here and try to change what I know is right. You stay home. Shoot. <laughs> Done preached all day and you don't give me some, 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 some turkey meat on a cracker? <laughs> huh? I need something that's going to make me feel real good. With some, with, 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 with some red Kool-Aid or something. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is a lot of people have left the church because they were wrapped up in that foolishness because people who were self-righteous just like the Pharisees. Well, oh, oh, what about eating in the church? Skip that. Well, Brother Kenzie, they kicked me out. They can't kick you out the church. They didn't add you and they can't take you out. They can't. But don't get discouraged and leave the church. These folk don't even know what they're talking about. They're just making up stuff. And like I said, everything I say, I stand on it. I stand on it because it's the word of God. Let, let me get back. If you were baptized and you weren't in God's church that he built, if it was called something else, 
I'm not saying you're not going to be saved. What I'm saying is you don't have a valid argument when you see Jesus. Because you can't find yourself in the Bible. So why not just do it over? You believe. Right? You believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Okay, so you made a little mishap. You didn't understand all of this at first. You didn't understand that Jesus actually set up his own church. Think about it. It makes common sense too. Why would Jesus just arbitrarily uh, make a church and let us do what we want to with it? Do you know what happens when we get stuff in our hands? That's why folk run around the church now. It looks like the club. It does. The music has changed in churches. Back in the day, they used to sing, they just used to have that piano on that organ and play all those spiritual hymns. Now, you don't know if you're in the club or church by the music and by the folk. I mean, folk be in church getting it. They be getting it. They be getting it. You know why they do that? Because it, it attracts people. It's not about that, ladies and gentlemen. Where's Marvin at? Marvin. Marvin. I think Marvin in the, in the pool. Go back there and see where he's at. I want to know, do we have somebody who knows you were not baptized into the body of Christ? You didn't follow the Bible, but you didn't know any better. Or maybe you did follow the Bible, but you were too young to even understand. And you need to do it again. It's okay. If you're here today and you need to do it again, do it again. This is the one sermon that I have to continue to preach all through the year. Just come on down right now. You, you ready? The water ready? We're going to be ready. You just hold on. So let me do this. I don't want anybody who's baptized into the church who knows the truth to raise their hand. We're not going to do that today. If someone here is not baptized into the body of Christ, into the church of Christ, and you have a pressing question that you need to ask me, raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Now, I don't know everything, but I know some things. I, but I know enough to get from earth to heaven. Was anything confusing that I said? It's simple. Didn't I just tell you not to do that? Brother Hole raised his hand. I want folk who ain't baptized in the church to raise their hand. Because, see, this is discussion to go all day. Anybody? 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 Now walk back this way. Anybody? Anybody? Hey, I'm standing on what I'm talking about. I'm standing on it. Nobody? You can't refute what I told you because you can read it. If somebody here is confused and you think you may need to be baptized, just stand up. Just stand up. Anybody? So you got to understand something. Whether people stand up or not or come to Jesus or not, that's not my job to judge anybody. My job is to put the word out. Anybody. You must be baptized to be saved. That's what the Bible says. Mark 16, 16. What does it teach us? 
We have to be, we have to believe and what? And be baptized. He that believeth and is baptized shall be what? He that believeth not shall be damned. Anybody? You say, well, I was baptized when I was younger in Mount Clemens uh, Missionary Baptist Church. I'm not saying that that wasn't cool. I'm not saying that wasn't good. All I'm saying is I don't see that in the Bible. Just do it again. Do it like Jesus said to do it. Well, Jeff, I guess you're the one singing the song of invitation, right? Because you're the only one that's left. Let's sing, Jeff. Let's give some folk a chance to think. Because what I just said was real. Amen. And you can catch me out the church and talk to me. We can do it then too. But this is I have to preach these messages. Because before we can start talking about how beautiful heaven is, we need to first get in the position to go to heaven. What you got for me, Jeff? Go ahead. <laughs> 